Welcome to another episode of Central Texarkana Podcast, a ministry of Central Baptist Church, Texarkana, Arkansas. We pray that this episode will serve to edify you as a believer in Christ and help you in your walk this week. Thank you for joining us today. Let's get started. And here we are yet once again. Good to see you, Brother Corey. Yes, it is. It's, it seems like it's been forever, but it's really only been three days. Yeah, it's only been three days. You know, we we just got back from camp. Have you cooled off yet? And uh, I tell you, dude, it was hot. <laughs> it was uh, hot here. A hundred plus degrees. And for those listening, we just, we, we took our... We took our students to Daniel Springs. Yeah. And uh, we spent the last three days there. We left Sunday. We got back yesterday. I grew up in, in going to camp. Me too. I've been to all kinds of camps. Went to RA camp once or twice. Went to children's camp numerous times. And I've been to more youth camps than I can even name. You know, I got down there and I had forgotten a little bit. I mean, it, it all came back to me real I'm quick. Sure it did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fortunately for us, we had plenty of shade. Yes. And we had just enough breeze. The breeze has been pretty decent this week. That helps. Yes. Helps a lot. And, and our students seem to have a really good time. And, uh, you know, of course, I didn't get to spend as much time with the girls I did with the boys. Right, but, right. You know, you, you take a couple of days in an environment like that and being active and around each other all day, every day, and it takes the relationship to a new level. Yes, you can't help but get to know people a little bit better. I do want to take a minute that. just to, I just want to make a shout, a quick shout out to our youth pastor. Definitely. Cameron Lowe. Oh, Cameron, he's the man. Because that guy... He did a lot of organizing. He put this thing, uh, he put it together. He had plenty of snacks, plenty of water. I, I mean, he just really was a servant in all of this. Yeah, and that's Cameron, awesome. we love you and we appreciate you for what you do, brother. Yes, Cameron. Way to go, Cameron. <clears throat> Amen. Yes. Here, here I'm even going to use your... <laughs> there we go. Hey, that's the button, brother. We, we need to, every time we have a shout out, that relates to Cameron. We got to press the button. We got to use the button. Cameron, that's your button, brother. There you go. That's the Cameron <laughs> button. Hopefully also, you're going to listen to this. I also want to make a special mention, and I realize that our our broad our podcast is not, but I mean, you, you need to encourage people. Yeah. People need to be recognized whenever they're they're serving and 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 doing a good job. It's it's good to offer words of encouragement yeah, we, and love we to had, people for what they do. We had a couple ladies that went with y'all to camp as well. We did. One is uh, by the name of uh, Miss Rebecca yeah. and uh, and Miss Sarah, and yeah. we're just real grateful for both of you. Uh, for going and serving the last few days and enduring the grueling temperatures oh, yeah. and helping out with our girls. Yeah. They and, did a great job. And everyone knows how girls are. Yeah. Like, that can be a tough assignment. Uh, that can be. For sure. That absolutely can be. No offense, girls. Except for our, our girls are, are <laughs> angels. Yeah. So, um, well, with that said, this, uh, this particular podcast, Corey, is a sermon recap from Sunday, and and I wanted to do that this week because uh, our streaming got messed up. We had a 
technology failure uh, Sunday. And so we were not able to get the sermon out there. And I'd I'd like to talk about it and those that that follow us and and hear us here, you know, we can talk about it a little bit. And, um, you know, if you have any questions, send them to us. If you have any comments, send them to us. If you have any feedback, send it to us. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. And again, as we plead every time, uh, share this podcast and let people know about it. Where can they go find it, brother? Well, uh, there's a couple of ways. Um, the, the easiest two ways, number one, is at our church website, um, www.centraltexarkana.org. And if you go to the sermon page on that website, um, the podcast episodes are posted on that page. Um, and those, you'll know the difference between that and a regular sermon or our, our YouTube videos that we put on there mm-hmm. as well of our Sunday morning service. You'll know the difference by the fact that the podcast episodes are audio only. There's no video that goes with those. So that's how you can you, you can make sure um, that that's a podcast episode. And then if you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, that's another great way to find us. Um, I'm still not completely sure how well we're doing with Google Podcasts. I know my wife listens to us on Google Podcasts, and she um, she has subscribed, but I. I don't know how well the RSS feed gets gets there. Like it's everything is Apple centric nowadays, yeah, right? And so, um, but if you if you need to find us on Google, um, there are ways to do it. it you just kind of have to call it, follow a couple steps, I think, to get there to us on Google. Very cool. So, Ephesians chapter one, uh, Sunday we were here. We were wrapping up the chapter. We were picking up uh, in verse 19, and uh, the sermon covered verse 19 down through verse 23. And there is a theme to this scripture. It's the power of God. Mm -hmm. Uh, It says in the text, uh, you know, I'm going to start reading this so we have complete sentences. I'm going to start reading in verse 18 here so that we, it all is... On tar- See, it says, I pray also, Paul says, I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. Now, that power... And this is where we began on mm-hmm. Sunday. That power is like the working of his mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority. It says, uh, of far above power and dominion, and every title that can be given, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. Now, Corey, I could have preached on this for three weeks. 
I'm yeah, I'm sure. Uh, that's easily. And and that's and that's the issue with Ephesians. You know, and it's not an issue. I don't want to say no. that in a negative way. That's the blessedness of Ephesians. Yes. It's so rich in doctrine. There is so much here. There's not a the muscle mass in Ephesians. I mean, it is chalked full of it. Yeah, e- even in just fra- like you, there are certain phrases in that text you just read that you could spend, like you said, you could spend a week on just a just a phrase uh, easy. of that passage for sure. Um, you know, here it was it's it's the power of God and. The first thing that I mentioned on Sunday is that the power of God, straight from the text right here, and it's in it's in the first part of verse 19. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, you can tell me what the ESV says. For those that are listening, you're going to see this often, okay? Corey carries an ESV. I have in front of me an NIV, and we put, you know, we, we talk about these words. But it, my NIV says that it's an incomparable power. ESV calls it immeasurable, immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe. And I think I saw in the KJV that uh, whenever I was studying for the message on Sunday, exceedingly great yes. power. Yes. And, and, the, and the point being that the power of God is unlike any other um I want to make sure that I say this right, that the power of God is unlike any other uh, perceived power right. that exists in our world. Right. And there are things that have power, like the wind has power. Mm-hmm. The wind has power to uh, to destroy like a hurricane or a mm-hmm. tornado, the wind has power to uh, bring us energy mm-hmm. with a windmill. Um, and so, you know, the, the wind has power. Um, people, some people have power. If you're the president of the United States, you have a certain amount of power. Um, if you're a dictator of a, of a third world nation or, or some other type deal you have a whole lot more power than than some but there is absolutely nothing that matches the power that we're talking about here the power of god right and so no matter who you are or what you're talking about uh whether it's you know wind the power of wind or the power of of anything nothing is going to compare to the power that that God has. Amen. Uh, it's incomparable. And if you think about it, that's a really good point. You know, the power that does exist in this world, at whatever level that it exists, is within the context of his sovereignty, and it's a and it's power that he distributes. Yes, yes, because even the wind blows at his command. Amen. Uh, we're, we're told that governments, leaders, that those are people he uses. Yes. And, and where does it, it tells us that here in the Bible, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, it yeah. does. I believe it's, it's, it's I, I don't want to get this wrong, <laughs> but I think it might be Romans. I, I believe you're uh, right. I, I, I was 13, maybe. 
Well, uh, I was attempting that. a little uh, subtle humor there as well, but uh, <laughs> oh, it is Romans thirteen. <laughs> I got it right. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, God causes all things. That is the that is the power of God. He causes all things. Yes. Romans thirteen verse one. Everyone must submit himself to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. <laughs> okay, so there we go. Yes. So it is. It's in yes. the Word. It is in the Word. Yes, yes, it is. So it's a, so it's an incomparable power, people. That's the point. There there is no other power like the power of God. No. And, and any power that does exist is something that He has instituted and He's He's allocated, you know, and bringing everything in conformity to his will. Yeah. So. Which, we, which we can't even begin to fathom. Right. All of it. Right. We can't understand it all. So the Greek word dunamis. Dunamis. You know, I listened to this. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Blue Letter. Have you ever seen Blue Letter Bible? No. Have you ever I looked that up? BlueLetterBible.org. No, there's a guy on there you can students of Greek and Hebrew, you go there and I, I, I use it a lot. There, there's a little sound. This guy, and I wonder how long it took because every word that you look up, he, it, it's got him saying the word, Oh yeah. you know, so that you know what the pronunciation of it is. And you know, you actually hear him say it, Yeah. you know, and, uh, does he overemphasize the pronunciation? Kind of. Kind of. Yeah. It's, it's, um, just to make it clear. Do, dunamis. Yeah. Dunamis. Dunamis. But it's spelled D Y N. Had to look down at my notes. D Y N A M I S. <laughs> so it doesn't look like dunamis. Right. But it is, it, but you know what? It's the word that we get. What? Dynamite. Yeah. Dynamite. Yes. You know, I mean, which who say you know, who 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 was coined for saying dynamite? Oh, that dynamite. was that was definitely JJ from Good Times. Uh, uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun right there. What's show. funny is I could not remember that on Sunday. The boy over by the congregation. <laughs> well, I tell you a what, lot, well, my, a lot of people did. My wife is a Good Times aficionado. She was the first <laughs> one to say anything. JJ. Yeah, dynamite. she was right there with you. But that's the power of God. It's, uh, you know, it's the word of God is dynamite. Yes. The word of God is dunamis. The, the word of God is power. Yes, it is. Um, so the power of God is an incomparable power, and it's a life-giving resurrection power. Because it says, what else there? It says, um, let me get my Bible up here. It says, which he exerted in Christ, in verse 20, when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. Okay, so which he exerted, which he manifested in Christ, when he raised him from the dead. That's that's the kind of power we're talking about. Right. It's a resurrection power. And, you know, Sunday morning you went to this cross-reference in 1 Corinthians. And, and it, you know, you, and you just mentioned a minute ago about the word being God's word is power. 
And here that is too in 1 Corinthians 15, 3 through 14, um, where Paul says, For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures, mm-hmm. uh, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures. And that he appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve, Cephas being Peter. Verse 6, then he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have fallen asleep. And can we just stop there and imagine being one of those 500 men? Yeah. Oh. And understanding the fact that, and I'm, I'm not sure exactly what day within the 40 after the resurrection that that he met with those 500 men, but, but just days ago, this man standing in front of me was dead. Right. And buried. Right. But here he is. Yeah. Raised from the dead. I can go and I can touch him. He has a physical body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or to be Peter, especially in light of what Peter did on the, on the night of Jesus' arrest and, and denying Christ three yeah. times. And and I know, you know, Jesus restores Peter during this period of time as well, but uh, but then you, you keep going, verse 7, then he appeared to James and then to all the apostles. Last of all, this is Paul speaking, as, one, as to one untimely born, he appeared also to me, for I am the least of the apostles, unworthy to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And you use that phrase mm-hmm. Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. I am. Um And his grace toward me was not in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them. Though it was not I, but the grace of God that is within me. Whether then it was I or they, so we preach, and so you believed. Verse 12, Now if Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain. And your faith is in vain. So without the resurrection power of God, yeah, we have nothing. Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. And yeah. and 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 that was a powerful thing because God used that when He was talking to Moses. He was calling Moses from the bush, and Moses says, "Who am I supposed to tell uh, to Pharaoh who who sent me? I am." Mm-hmm. I am sent you. Well, and take a, you know, consider, consider that the Paul that was writing to the Corinthian church and, and that reference that you just shared, uh, that, you know, consider who he was before that. He acknowledges, right. he acknowledges himself right there as one abnormally born. Right. And, and, the abnormally born is the power of God yes. at work in his life. Yes, it is. That was a spiritual rebirth, a complete change of identity. 
Yeah, because he was a persecutor of the church. Mm. I mean, that's the resurrection power of God that is active now. Yeah. And someone being born again. Well, and and you talk about Paul, and you you talk about his his transformation by the power of God. Mm-hmm. And really, to get a a better look at that. And I know you get to this later. In your third, in your third point. Well, let me go ahead and just tell people what yeah. it is, and we'll go there, because not only is this an incomparable power that we're talking about, the power of God. But it's a life-giving resurrection power, as we've established. But it's a power that is only revealed in Christ. There, This power doesn't come by any other means. Right. Right? I mean, it was exerted in Christ. Yes. So... And, and Paul tells the Corinthians that without that, you're, you're nothing, basically. You have no ability in and of yourself. And, I mean, it's... It's a power that is revealed in him. But go, I think I know where you're going. And I, so, and, and go there. I, I'm going to Acts chapter 7, uh, 51, verse 51 through verse 60. Uh, and <laughs> this this really hit the nail on the head for me on Sunday morning as well. And, and, and really, um, in, my, in my Bible... Um, I'm trying to just look at this real quick. It's it's really the first part of verse one of chapter eight that that gets to me as well. That that was the main thing in talking about Paul and the power of God to to transform his life from a persecutor of the church to the greatest evangelist of all time. Yeah. And, but let's let's read the whole passage as you read it on on Sunday, Acts seven, starting in verse fifty one. You stiff necked people, uncircumcised in heart and ears, you always resist the Holy Spirit, as your fathers did. So do you. So Stephen here is speaking, and he he's he's essentially talking to the leaders of 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 the Jews, mm-hmm. Pharisees, um, and the like here. Uh, which of the prophets did your fathers not persecute? And they killed those who announced beforehand the coming of the righteous one whom you have now betrayed and murdered. And, and there he, there he goes right there. He, he's, he accuses he's them telling of murder. Them like he's it telling is, them man. like it is. He's telling them like it is. You who received the law as delivered by angels and did not keep it. That's right. Go into that next verse. Now, when they heard these things, they were enraged, and they ground their teeth at him. But he, full of the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is what? The Holy Spirit is power. Amen. Gazed into heaven and saw the he saw the glory of God Stephen did and Jesus standing at the right hand of God and he said behold i see the heavens opened and the son of man standing at the right hand of God this that that when he said that that made them even more angry at him oh infuriated and and, and in ephesians what does it say it says that he exerted this power in Christ when he raised him from the dead and then did what? 
He's seated, seated him at his at right, the right hand. hand. So you, the, the, the word of God does not disagree with itself. No. I mean, it testifies to itself. But in this case, we see the one instance, the one record we have where Christ is standing. Mm-hmm. He is perceived as standing, standing at the right hand of God. And then we, uh, we get to verse 57. But they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and rushed together at him. It was a mob, a mob scene. Then they cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their garments at the feet of a young man, young man named Saul. Saul. Saul of Tarsus. Hmm. And as they were stoning Stephen, he called out, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And falling to his knees, he cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. In other words, he died. And the very first phrase of chapter 8, and Saul approved of his execution. And then we understand what Paul then tells us in Ephesians about the power of God. And what we see in 1 Corinthians that that we read about Paul uh, being the least of the apostles and unworthy to be called one because of he persecuted the church. He was there with when Stephen was was stoned to death. Yes. He approved of it. The guy that sat there, he was educated. Saul was. A Pharisee he was, he of was, Pharisees. He was a Pharisee of Pharisees. Had a deep hatred for the Christian. Yes. And was going to, I mean, you know, his, his the, the point was to... to Kill Christians to yeah. kill the church to, yeah. to to smash the movement and the guy that is aspiring to do these things this guy Saul wrote the letter Paul mm-hmm. writes the letter his life has changed on the road to Damascus he's blinded for the sake of being reminded and then we have a guy who now is writing to Ephesians like you said and to the Corinthians. And we see a beautiful picture of the power of God right yeah. there at work. Yeah. There, uh, and I, I, you, you gave that analogy or, or that illustration on Sunday. And I, I, was, I just sat there just kind of like really blown away. You know, everyone's read the story of Stephen. And everyone understands that God you know, changed Paul's life and, and was able to use him the way that he did. But you sit there and you read. First of all, they're laying their cloaks at his feet. Second of all, that, that last phrase, and Saul approved. Yeah. And Saul approved of his execution. And... Then you're reading Ephesians, and you're uh, Paul, the the guy who approved of the great Stephen's execution, 
is sitting there talking to us about the power of God. Like, how awesome yeah. is that? And I don't know that we... Could we even come up with an example in today's culture of that kind of power? You know, I think... <clears throat> I think there are people every day that the Lord transforms mm -hmm. much in the same way that he did Paul. Yeah. And, uh, or Saul. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Cause he I, wasn't Paul until later, but I think every day someone that began the day blind by the end of the day, now they can see. Yeah. And that right there to me, whether we're talking about someone right here in our Texarkana community, somewhere on the mission field, mm -hmm. regardless of who it is, you know, I mean, that is the power of God at work. And it is yeah. only, it is only God that can do that. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the thing we need to understand here. As you, as we've been going through this first chapter of Ephesians, the the fact that Paul ended it ended that chapter with the power of God, yeah. That's the only power that's available to us to lead us to that saving faith. So you don't have to be a murderer like Paul. You don't have to be a drug addict, an alcoholic. You don't have to be the worst person on earth in human terms in order to experience the power of God. You can be who you are. Yeah. A sinner, because we're all we're all in that in that boat. We're all sinners, regardless of who we are. But that same power that tr transformed Saul into Paul, the greatest preacher slash evangelist ever can take uh you know a, a 12 year old kid yes who lied to his parents last night and turn his life around you know there like like we said it's incomparable it's 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 unimaginable yeah it's you know un immeasurable I reference this scripture a lot, and there's so many more that we can go to. But in Acts chapter 16, we have that record of Paul and Silas in the prison. Mm -hmm. And what 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 people didn't realize, you know, is here we were. It was late at night. They're inside. They're in the depths of a dungeon. Yeah. They're being looked over by by the guards and uh and as they're singing hymns and praises to God the foundations of the prison shake yeah and it wasn't their voices it wasn't their volume it wasn't anything they were doing that that's the power of God that right. shook the prison and then and then the doors fling open the shackles are busted and a guard is ready to to kill himself. Yeah. That's all all that is the power of God. And then and then we're not done yet. 
Paul says, don't, don't do that. Don't yeah. do that. The lights, come on. Don't do that. We're here. We're still here. Yeah. That is the power of it God. Is. That's the power of God. We're still here. And we have a record of that guard's salvation yeah. and baptism and not only his, but his family. And by the time the sun came up, we had people that were part of the elect and they didn't even know it. Yeah. And that is the power of God, Corey. Yes. He, I mean, Oh my goodness. That is the power of God. And, mm. and really and truly anytime anyone is brought into that saving relationship with Christ, we witness that same power. I'm telling you, Every time, every time. Let's get to the last one. How, how much time do we have? We're at 33 minutes. All right. Uh, hopefully uh, you're still with us, and, and we're going to wrap this up on, on this last point. I, I want to give this a little bit of time. I don't want to just cut this short. But, uh, you know, we could talk about the power of God for a long time. Oh, yeah. Brother, we could talk about the power of God a long time. Not to mention, folks, we're having fun. Oh, this is great. This is one of our favorite things to do. This is this is like the highlight of my week, right? Here. I mean, we enjoy that. We 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 enjoy each other, and we enjoy being in the Word together. Yes. And we enjoy sharing it with you. Okay, so if it seems like we go a little long, well, deal with it. We like it. <laughs> <laughs> so, but the last point that's made here in Ephesians. You know, it, it says, and God placed all things under his feet. Okay, his is Christ. Yeah. And God placed all things under his feet. And he goes on to say, uh, and appointed him, Christ, to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. Um, Christ is the power of the church, the power of God is the power of the church, and it's a power that is exerted in Christ. Yes. So the church has no other power apart from the power of God. Right. That's it. We can't we can't conjure it up. No, I mean, we that's not we can't make that happen. But we we have a lot of churches that try. Yeah. They're trying to create environments. They're trying to create a response, generate. They're trying to regenerate. Mm -hmm. They're trying to produce. What They're trying God to do things that only God can do. Yeah. They're trying, they're, 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 I, they're getting into their own cleverness, into their own mind. They're, yeah. they're, they're coming up with, they're trying to use worldly methods to produce a divine product. Yeah. And, and you know really what? I'm, truly, a little, I'm, I'm a, I have a little bit of an issue with that. Yeah. And really and truly all, all a church needs is this right That's here. And uh, I'm holding up my Bible. Uh, and that, uh, you know, <laughs> that's another podcast. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, coming next week or maybe later this week. Yeah. This weekend. We're going to talk about that. Anyway, uh, but that, that's really all you got to have. Yeah. You don't got to have a screen. You don't got to have a piano. You don't got to have an organ. You don't have to have a lot of lights. 
Oh, you really don't have to have that or smoke or the smoke or, or, or low light environment. I should yes. say, you know, we don't have to turn the lights off. Right. But, uh, you, you just need each other and you need the word of God. And, and when you have that, you, you will have the power of God present with you. Mm-hmm. And because just as we just read, the power of God uh, is manifest through Christ as head of the church. Yes. And so as, as a church, um, so much about church today is about growing, about growing the church. And I, for, for a long time, I bought into a lot of that. But to understand what I do now, that we we don't grow the church. If there's any growth, it is in us as believers. Right. As we study God's word and and spend time with him in prayer and and seek to live a godly life. That that is that is what growth is. And when we start doing that, when you have a church full of people who are growing in Christ daily your church is going to grow. Yes. Whether that's numerically or not, it's not up to us. That's up to God. Right. But the ultimate goal for, for the church is growth spiritually. Right. Growing in the grace and the knowledge of Jesus Christ is our, is what we are to be about. Amen. And if your church is not about that and is not about, studying God's word and 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 learning about the revelation of God that he gives us in his word then then maybe it's time to find a new one right and I just said that uh, truth be told so uh, there um, are people that are would you I mean would you agree that there are uh, people out there that believe that they you know that the the growth that the church has seen was something that they did oh yeah you know um, they it was because they implemented or they did this or they did that just, all you got to do is look at Rick Warren you know and and some of the things he said uh in, in the last couple of years in regards to um being possibly disfellowshipped from the SBC um he he made a speech at the convention, I don't know if it was the one they just had. It, it might have been because all of this stuff is so fresh uh, where basically he got up there and tooted his own horn about everything that Saddleback has ever accomplished. It was because of him. And that's exactly, I mean, that, and that's where it's it's such a slippery slope. Yeah. To find yourself there. And, and any of us can if we don't stay in the word. Yeah, you got to stay grounded. We have to stay grounded in this word. That's why it's that's another reason it's so important. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about that in another podcast right. coming up. And uh, for that reason, but there there are uh, guys out there, people out there, ladies out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not just guys. You know, there there's there are a lot of people out there that are buying into their own their own stuff. Yeah. Their their own belief that they in themselves have the ability to create something and, and say that it's God at work. Yeah. If 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 you kind of catch my drift. Uh, yep. 
So, and, and that's just a dangerous thing. We, we that needs to be avoided. When we walk out of a church, we should know that Christ is the head of that church. Yes. And Christ is is the head of Central Baptist Church here in Texarkana. Yes. And that is why we focus so much on the Word of God, and that's why we want to know God. Right. And as we wrap things up, that's a really great segue into the one we're going to do next. Yeah, in our next podcast, we're yeah. going to be talking about why why the the scripture is so important. But why don't we go ahead and make our way out of this podcast, Corey? And and uh, I just want to leave you with this notion that Christ is the head of the church, and. Uh, Paul said, follow me. I believe, wasn't it Paul that said, follow me as I follow Christ? Yes. Be, be imitators. And, be imitators uh, of me. So. Same, but yeah, and, and we just have to understand that we, we have nothing. Um, we have nothing without the power of God. That's right. That's right. Anyway, this has been a great time. I've enjoyed it, and I hope you have as well. And uh, we invite you to join us in our next episode. Y'all have a great day.